rifling through those long boxes and bagging those books. Welcome to your home for Star Wars comics. This is the Cosmic Force Podcast, a Utini Podcast Network production. And now, here are your hosts, Tyler Reganti, Emma Park, Caleb Lamanek, and Jacob Bosch. Hello, everybody. This is episode 21 of the Cosmic Force. We're officially legal. We're official drinking age legal. My name is Tyler Reganti, and on tonight's show, we have a special guest joining us to discuss manga in the Star Wars universe. We'll talk about the books currently available, as well as which books coming soon we're most excited for. We'll also check in with Jacob to see if he if his required reading has gotten any more interesting. And of course, We'll discuss what's new on our weekly pull list. And uh, to celebrate tonight's being our episode 21, uh, we all have decided to uh, to have our own little little frosty beverage here. And uh, so I'm going to send my first cheers over to my first co-host of the night, Caleb. How's it going tonight, Caleb? Cheers on me reaching episode 21. Cheers to number 21. And to uh, let's do another 210 here. Let's keep it up by a factor of 10. I'm doing really well. I'm glad to be here. Got my, you know, I have one beer left in my fridge. So I managed to pull that out here. Not because <laughs> I bought this back in December. So it's not because I'm constantly running out. It's because I always forget I have beer. So this <laughs> is going to be for episode 21. You know, uh, I'm looking forward to a really good thing. I'm as best described as a retire weeb, retired weeb, you know, I don't follow it as closely right. as I did in college, but now I still got my, uh, my anime shop. So, you know, cheers to 21. All right. And cheers to the best uh, producer we could hope for. Jacob, <laughs> how's it going? Uh, I am surviving. Uh, I don't, I don't know if I can quite, I read like a little bit of, someone got me into like a manga in high school. That's about as close as I got. Um, I was never a big dragon ball or, uh, or a Naruto fan, so not not really an anime person, but uh, I have beer, so I guess that's good for something. Um, but yeah. <laughs> All, All right, right. Tyler. And, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, we're going to ch- send our last years over to our special guest host of the night, Heather. Hey, Cheers guys. Cheers to you. Welcome to the Cosmic Cheers. Force. Thank you so for having we- me. Yes, I'm so, so honored to be part of episode 21, and that was a gimlet that I just drank. And um, <laughs> I am a semi-functioning weeb, so there you go. That's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was gonna say we we Emma is is moving this weekend, so uh, or this week, so she decided that she needed to take some 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 time to to rest after a, a, a stress stressful move. So we're hoping everything is is moved in, and uh, you're enjoying your new place. Uh, and so, and we decided that what great, what better topic to talk about than, than manga. Cause Heather, you've got, uh, you've got some, I guess you could say some experience with manga, right? Um, I definitely do, especially with the star Wars manga, because I actually, um, I have a good chunk of oh, wow. the collection right here. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, I think, uh, out of the star Wars manga, the only one I'm missing is guardian of the wills, because to be honest, that one kind of slipped by me, but I need to read, uh, the original novel for that anyway. But um, all of like three weeks ago, two weeks yeah, ago, it's, it's very recent. Yeah, it, it, it is yes. very recent, but um, I, I've actually been really enjoying the Star Wars manga. I'm honestly not that big of a manga reader. Like I know it. I appreciate it. I have read some. I'm more of like an anime watcher, mm-hmm. but um, I, I do still love like manga. Well, that's great. Yeah, tonight is going to be a really fun show. 
Uh, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. We normally talk about Star Wars comics, but this week we're going to expand upon that into the mo- into the manga universe. Uh, we broadcast live right here on youtube.com slash utini every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. If you can't join us live, that's okay. Our videos are available on this YouTube channel whenever you need them. So go ahead and subscribe to this channel so you can t- know when our videos are new. And we're also on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. We're also part of the Utini Podcasting Network of nearly a dozen shows and a Discord channel at utini.com slash Discord with more than a thousand members with dozens of channels to choose from, including a very popular channel these days. Uh, The Ronin channel uh, continues to be, as we get closer to that, uh, we are, are, I'm sorry, not the the Visions channel. that has become a very popular channel of late, and we will be discussing that later in the show. Um, if you like what you see and you want to say thanks, then head over to Patreon, our Patreon channel at patreon.com slash Utini, where for as little as $5 a month, you can gain exclusive access to the entire Utini podcast network of shows, as well as exclusive merch and community involvement activities. So uh, before we get started today, um, we have a little bit of news um, it's not Star Wars related news, but it is comic related news. And I want to shout out to Timothy because he shared that in our um, Slack channel. Geez, like seven o'clock, like about an hour ago. Um, so, Jacob, why don't you go ahead and tell us what this interesting news is for you comicsology users out there? Yeah, so it'd be great. Unfortunately, uh uh, Emma cannot join us because she is the main Comixology us- user out of all of us. Uh, but yeah, Comixology is getting a pretty big update this fall. Uh, if you weren't aware, it is an Amazon company, uh, and they are going full Amazon now. So uh, co- uh, accounts are just Amazon accounts now. There will be no individual Comixology account, which has been the recommended way for a little while, but now it's a, a forced integration. And the Comixology website or web pages, you know, is going away. It'll be on Amazon, I'm assuming, just like Prime Video or Amazon Music is, so um, take that as you will. I'm not a huge fan of how they integrate those extra services, but uh, the nice things are some improvements. Uh, they are adding actual search filters for stuff on the website, because you've, if you've never used it before, if you search on Comixology and you just search, search Darth Vader... It's just going to throw random Darth Vader stuff. I, I hope you don't want to find one from 2020 because uh, you're just going to have to scroll through it till you find what you're looking for. Um, so that'll be great. And there's also some, some, new, some new features with how mobile app users get to interact with it. Um, so, yeah, I, the, the big thing is the full integration with Amazon. Hopefully, you know, the, the search functions will make it a much better user experience, though. Yeah, I, I do a lot of my my reading with physical copies, but I've I've dabbled in comicsology before, and that's kind of what was my turnoff was, uh, you you would try to tell me in order to search for a comic, I had to put in like this exact phrasing with the exact title and everything, and it was just a real real headache. Um, so I don't, um, Heather, do you have any? Do you read any any comics digitally, or are you a, a physical copy, or, or how how do you consume um, your comics? Honestly, every time I try to get into comics digitally, um, like I'll uh, I'll read like the first issue of something with the mindset like, oh, I'm going to keep up with this. And then <laughs> I kind of just like drop it and forget it. Like that's exactly what I did with um, The High Republic. I did get issue number one and it completely blew me away. I loved it. And I'm like, OK, I'm going to keep up with this. And then I just forget that they come out. And then I'm like, oh, and they're kind of like four dollars each. But um 
I'm just going to wait for like the volumes to come out and then it'll be a lot like easier for me to just binge it, you know? Well, that's a perfect segue because ne- because the the High Republic trade paperback is out, and we are actually covering that next week as our as our roundtable. So you can join in with the rest with everybody else uh, uh, the discussion next week because it is available. Local comic stores have it. Uh, Caleb, I believe, if you ordered it via Amazon or some other third party distributor, it should be in the seventh, just in time for just in time for our roundtable next week. Absolutely, unless shipping gets slowed up, because I know that's been a little slow, depending on where you're at for a bit. But no, yeah, it should be arriving here next week-ish, uh, right before the show, so you can cram in all those uh, issues there, no problem. It's going to be a, it's going to be in our fun roundtable there. I will be sure to order it on utini.com yes. using our affiliate link. And if you want there to use the affiliate go. link, that is in the YouTube description right now. So you can go grab your copy. All right, let's go ahead and get into the main show and we'll start where we normally do with the weekly pull list. And speaking of the High Republic, we have a brand new issue out today. Jacob, what issues, uh, what, what, what's the story on, the, on this one? Yeah, so it's a very High Republic week for comics. We got High Republic number nine, Shadow of the Nihil, Chapter One, Jedi No More, written by Kevin Scott with pencils by Ario Anandito. Covers by Phil Noto, inker Mark Morales, uh, colorist is Rochelle Rosenberg, and the letterer is Ariana Mayer. And then next, of course, we have High Republic Adventures number eight, uh, written uh, by Daniel Jose Older. Uh, art, this is the first uh, issue with art not by Harvey Tolabao, it's by Tony Bruno. Uh, we have colors from Rebecca Nalti, letter uh, is Jake M. Wood. Uh, so these both are kind of new starts to both of this, uh, the uh, runs, a new story arc specifically for the High Republic. So if you haven't been reading them, now would be a, an okay time to jump on them uh, and, and get started. You would you would be missing, obviously, a little bit of setup for Keeve and for Lula and for Zine and all these characters, but you would I think it's a good time to jump on, especially if you can, you know, go grab that trade paperback for High Republic. And of course, as always, the links to those two comics uh, for Comixology are in the YouTube description for you to go pick up. Yes, I was able to get my hands on uh, High Republic number nine. That was an that is a that is an interesting new in, interesting new beginning uh, 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 of an arc that they're, that they're doing. So I'm excited to see where that, where that goes. So, all right, let's move on to what we're loving and we'll start with my art of the week. And this again is coming from my age of rebellion um, hardback. Uh, This one specifically is from the Boba Fett book. Uh, The artist is Mark Lamming and the color artist is Tamara Bonvillain. Um, And I mean, uh, this 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 image kind of speaks for itself. I, I mean, you have Boba Fett riding this mechanical four-legged animal, whatever it is, and and I mean, it, it was just as soon as I turned the page, it was just staring at me, and I'm like, okay, this is definitely some of the coolest stuff. I mean, just when you think Bo- Boba Fett can't get any cooler, he walks around on on or he rides around on this thing. So uh, that is my art of the week. Heather, we're gonna go to you next, and you've got a, a very unique submission for art of the week as well. Yes, I'm excited for mine. Okay, <laughs> so when it comes to um, comic panels and stuff, like I've I've read some comics, but um, you know I I don't keep that in tune. But um, I did think about this one when you guys asked me 
And I actually have the book right here. Um, it's actually from the legends of Luke Skywalker, the manga, because this is like a manga adaptation of the novel. And this one um, is this panel is from a story in here called I Droid by Haurichi. And I really like this one because where else would you ever see Luke in a 3PO suit holding his lightsaber? <laughs> like, I thought I was having a fever dream when I saw that, because at first you see him like with the helmet on, you don't know it's Luke at first. So you just see 3PO holding a lightsaber, you know, lo looking like a bad bee. And I'm just like, what, what is going on here? But yeah, like, you know, Luke goes undercover as a droid for whatever reason. And it's just like, you know, th that's why I love manga. Like, they, it really surprises me with all this out of the out of this world stuff. But I highly recommend this book. Um, this is actually the only Star Wars manga that I can think of that doesn't go by the traditional like reading backwards format. But um, this would be a very great introduction to get into manga if you're a fan of Star Wars and you kind of just want to read normally the first time and not have to deal with the whole like reading panels like out of order. All right. All right. Yeah. We're going to get into that uh, when we get in the main show, because yeah, that's, I have a lot of questions about that. Uh, but that, that is, I mean, Luke dresses as C-3PO. I mean, that's, if that doesn't get you excited for, for, for Star Wars, for a unique Star Wars story, I don't know what will. Uh, Caleb, what do you have this week? All right. I'm continuing my trend. This is from Knights of the Old Republic issue uh, 32 art by Brian uh, Ching and Joe uh, Pintamilli. It's, um, you know, just a bunch of like, really fun chaotic jedi action here as there's just like a big almost civil war going on and it's just fun to see like a huge like chaotic scene of action and jedi and robes and lightsabers you know it's just a really unique scene and if you haven't read a uh, kotor it's definitely worth uh definitely worth worth going back and getting the omnibus and really just diving into this fully complete story so that's why i picked this one it's just because i was like ooh, there's some really good splash art so We'll probably see a lot more of this, uh, you know, Knights of the Old Republic over the next couple of weeks from me. But from you, uh, we got a couple of community submissions today. And this week's winner, I think, was kind of almost uh, unanimous here. And this was from our very own Blind Fates. He's down here in the chat. And this is from Dawn of the Jedi, Force Storm, number one. And, like, when I first saw this, I, I'm like, for one... That looks like a fantasy novel yeah, cover. Absolutely. And for two, I'm like, I have to read this story now. Like, I have no idea what's going on here. I've never even heard of this one yet. Like, it's uh, it just looks so dynamic. It looks like a movie poster, you know, with all the characters splayed out, like the dynamic action in the bottom. Like, just like when I saw this, I'm like, wait, this is an MMO, like, you know, cover art for a video game. I don't get it. Yeah, I when you and I were, were discussing this in the pre-show, like we both had to like look it up and be like, "What is this? Where is this from?" Because this is not anything that that I had seen before, and it looks really, really cool. So, thank you, Blind Fates, for for submitting that. Um, all right, now we're going to check in with what Jacob is reading. Our mm -hmm. new fun segment this uh that, that that we've added now that you're in in law school so uh you you had told us that there this week's reading was a little actually a little bit more interesting tell us why um well yes sort of uh as interesting as it could be uh now i was reading a contracts case um 
about specific performance. So I, I know there was one person in the chat that went to law school. Uh, so maybe you'll understand it. But basically, it was uh, someone had a like a collectible item that was able to be forced through specific performance through contract a lot, which just reminds me of like every time we've lost out on collectibles on the internet because someone went and sold it for a higher price. Um, that is, uh, you know, basically where we're at here, but uh, with a car. So that was kind of interesting. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I don't ask me why. That's the only thing I'm reading now. And it's kind of sad. So uh, yeah, I think we're just going to head to our merch break from here and then we'll come back and talk about some Star Wars manga in a minute. And we're back. So uh, we just wanted to take a have a moment here to uh, because some of us are more familiar with the art form than others. We just want to take a you know quick uh, guide here to talk about all right, what is manga? What are some of the differences here? Can have a brief overview of what it is. So Heather, why don't you um, what sort of how would you sum up manga in like a 15 second elevator uh, pitch? Okay. Oh gosh, 15 seconds. Oh gosh, there goes two seconds. Okay. So um, Japanese manga is, uh, so you know how Western comics is usually like glossy and colorful where Japanese manga is actually black and white on a rough page. And, um, you know, whereas like for us, we would read the comic from the front to the back, left to right. Well, with manga, you actually read, and I have a good example right here with um, Lost Stars, like this is actually what we would consider the back of the page. And when you open it, you would read it from like left to right and then down. But um, like usually in Japan, uh, the manga would be ahead of its respective anime series. And, you know, the the manga pages would come out like every month, whereas the anime would kind of like follow up on that and catch up with it every week. Exactly. Yeah, like manga is a that the big thing that makes uh, manga a lot different from uh, Western sort of things than like publishing wise is that, you know, as we go over every day with our pull list, uh, you know, it's a big team effort to put out a monthly comic book. There's a single writer, uh, an artist, sometimes uh, just an inker on top of our penciler and an inker and then a colorist. Meanwhile, manga you know, the writers often called magaka in case we ever refer to that down the line. They're the writers and the drawers. So like when you're getting like something like a, like a one piece, like Oda, the guy who writes it is the same guy who draws it. So you're getting like everything from one person. So it's a lot of, um, you know, kind of directly from one person and, you know, you know, when Star Wars and manga and like Japanese culture does have a long history, you know, you know, it doesn't take a huge Star Wars nerd to know that you know, uh, George Lucas was heavily influenced by works of film by Akira Kurosawa, like the Hidden Fortress and other sort of Japanese Western sort of flares. So when we finally um, see uh, like a crossover like this, this is this is exciting stuff. This is kind of Star Wars getting back to the roots to kind of get a little bit in the weeds here you know a lot of people like the mandalorian so much because they went back to that western feel kind of they went back to their roots and a lot of you know um the mandalorian is based almost completely off of uh well at least the premise is based off of a very famous series called uh, lone wolf and cub i want to say it's essentially where a uh you know grizzled samurai warriors walking across uh edo as he's being you know pursued by assassins you know trying to protect his young child and a uh, the stroller so really kind of 
archetypical sort of thing. So it's really exciting to kind of go back through some of these old titles here and kind of, you know, see where like these, um, these industries have kind of made touches and then where it's going to go from here. So um, Jacob, why don't you lead us off? Where are some of the like earliest manga titles that we had here? Yeah, so we've had a little bit of a, a canon uh, manga renaissance, I would say, in like the past three years or so. But it's not the first time we've seen manga in Star Wars, and that would actually start back in 1998 with an adaptation of A New Hope. So we got, you know, there's been plenty of comic book and novel adaptations, but we had a, a manga adaptation of the movie uh, by Hiseo Tamaki in 1998. It is, like, brutally difficult to find any information about them. Like, just try and look up the Wikipedia pages for them, and they're, like, two sentences, like, straight up. It'll be, like, go to the art... I, uh, like, start with the artist, because it's a lot easier to search the artist or the uh, author's name than A New Hope on Wikipedia. And it'd be, like, two sentences, like, this person wrote A New Hope manga. And I click on A New Hope manga, it's, like, this was released in 1998. And, like, there's very little information about it. But they were, I think in four like western issues that were compiled into a volume of manga so there was a new hope one we had uh an empire strikes back uh manga by to uh toshiki kudo in 1998 this is very 90s uh japanese art like i feel like i'm yeah dragon ball z is about to come on at, at, at like 9 a.m on a saturday uh mm-hmm. and uh and then we had uh, return of the jedi by uh, Shinichi Hiromoto in also in 1999 and then uh, we got a uh, Phantom Menace adaptation uh, from Kia Asamiya in 1999 as well so there we do have I mean it's legends but it's also movie movie uh, movie adaptation so it's not you know we're not talking about like Darth Bane or anything here but yeah we, we do have a history of uh, of manga in Star Wars in, before the Disney purchase albeit um, you know, not very much. Exactly. So, you know, after this uh, time period of like 1999, you know, early 2000 sort of thing, there's a kind of it went media silent dark for a while until uh, 2006 when the publisher uh, Tokyo Pop put out two volumes Star Wars Manga Black and Star Wars Manga Silver. No, not like the Pokemon. They're both completely different things from each other. Uh, each one was kind of like a compilation series with like four or five smaller shorter stories in between them um this one i was able to get a lot more information from like someone actually must have read these and you know put a lot more information out uh it, interestingly enough it was originally un, in uh introduced under the infinite label which is kind of the star wars what if series that w- they were doing which we really should do a, a whole episode on i have a book of the uh whole uh infinite like collection there and it's there's some really wild stuff uh you know each one was done by a different artist um slash writer and then as cool as these are like when i saw these like oh boy i can't wait to get my hands on these unfortunately they were never published in america they were only in japan and the united kingdom so you know maybe we'll be able to find some one of these days but they're these uh mystic things are kind of lost to time right now unfortunately we need to get trevor on the case i'm sure with enough time and ebay trevor can track them down for us trevor could find anything yes absolutely okay well we'll have to at him in a little bit (laughs) so there was a little bit of a uh once 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 these kind of kind of came and went um we we now have what you, some of you in the, in the chat have already mentioned that the, the lost stars and such 
Uh, the publisher Yen Press is is currently focusing on on adaptations of of current um, canon. We have the, of course, the Rebels book by Akiri Aoki that was released or released in on December twenty nineteen. That's honestly um, my favorite Star Wars manga. It is it's so great, especially when you compare it to the show. Like it's amazing. Like. So it yeah, I was gonna say. So let's let's talk about that for a little bit, because because in our notes it says a sped up. It's kind of a sped up retelling of the TV show, um, and so far the second version I think is coming out or two. It, it is coming out soon. Yeah, it is coming out. So okay. So what exactly do you like Rebels, and that's why you like the the this manga, or what is it about this manga that makes it the, that that you like so much? Okay, so Rebels is already a fantastic show on its own. Like, I absolutely love it. It's great. It has a lot to offer. Like, it it surprised me with, like, um, you know, how quickly it kind of just, like, shot off into, like, you know, heartwarming territory and just shocking events and stuff like that. Um, The first volume of this manga, um, like, it made a really big impression on me because it really does capture the like anime art style that I already know and love from like my favorite non-Star Wars, you mm-hmm. know, Japanese titles. And what I really like about this one is, um, so I, I've already seen the episodes, right? I already like know them a certain way. And then when you read this, like it really is like the episode almost like shot by shot. But because of the Japanese art style, they managed to make even like the kind of tamer scenes look completely epic. Like um, this, this one example, like in the one of the beginner episodes, um, like Ezra has this box or whatever, and he's like jumping up onto the ship. And in the show, it just looks like he jumps and hangs onto the ship. But right. in the manga, like his his hair's flowing, he's reaching, you know, and he's just like, ah, the, they just like, they exaggerate a lot of his features and the motion to make it look a lot more epic than it looked in the actual show. And th- that's one thing I love about um, anime and manga is everything is so extra and exaggerated and it makes it a lot more exciting. So it's kind of like, imagine watching Rebels, but like literally just in a new exciting art style. Well, I think uh, I haven't gone to my local comic comic store this week, but uh, I think you've just sold me on going and trying and picking this, see if they had this book because uh, Rebels is a great show, like you said, and and to see it, I I, I dabble in anime. I've I watched Dragon Ball, I've watched Attack on Titan, I've watched Death Note. Uh, I haven't Those really. Those are all great. To, I I <laughs> haven't really got, but they're the they're the more mainstream. I I, mm-hmm. I mean, so no, I there's haven't nothing, really got, There's a reason they're mainstream. It's because they're that, good. That's true. You know? Star Wars is mainstream. Okay. That's very true. That's very true. <laughs> but I haven't I haven't crossed that bridge yet. Either either into Rebels or uh, another very very popular book uh, in in our Discord, uh, Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Um, I haven't had a chance to get into into these yet. Um, the the Leia book was uh, written by Hayuchi and Claudia Gray uh, and was also released in December 2019. Um, and this is the ongoing adaption of the 2017 novel uh, written by Claudia Gray. Um, one, this is another one where one volume has been released so far and one more is on the way. Um, I feel like this... Law Stars is also is also pretty popular, but when I see conversations in our Discord about Star Wars manga, I feel like seventy five percent of the time 
this book is going to get brought up, whether it's the story. Um, and, and I feel like this, the manga version is almost as popular as the book itself in front. And, and I haven't read the book, but I hear the book is, is grossly under underrated by, by those, you know, since even though I believe it's a, it's a YA novel, correct? Yes. Yeah. I honestly still need to read the original novel. So I have read this volume before actually reading the novel and like it had the art style is very beautiful in this one. And I think my favorite thing about um, this series is uh, how well Leia's facial expressions are. Like right. you can see her happiness. You can see her agony. It's all so well defined. And um, when I was reading this volume, you know, I, I got to the end and it actually ended on like this amazing cliffhanger. Right. And I was just like, oh, oh, no, like it's it's over. Like, what am I going to do now? And then I remember that there's a number one slapped on the front of the, the cover. So I'm like, oh, OK, it's fine. I'm, I'm going to be getting more. As long as you can wait for a year and a half to get the rest of the story, you'll be just fine. I, I guess I can wait, you know, <laughs> So the last the last book that was uh, issued by Yen Press uh, is also a very popular book. Uh, that is Lost Stars by Yusaka Komiyama and Claudia Gray, which was released in December of 2017. And it is a retelling of Utini's favorite entry point to the expanded universe. It is, uh, I believe it is on our foundational five. Correct me. That's correct. Yes, correct. That is correct. Okay. And there, this, this one actually is complete. Uh, there are three volumes and I believe Jared in the chat has gotten all three. I believe somebody else. Heather on our screen has all three. <laughs> Heather and on our screen has all three. Um, so this again is also a very popular, the book itself is great. Um, and, and this is another very popular story. Um, Heather, I'm going to go back to you. Is, is the reason that this manga is, is it similar to the rebels book and that the, it just, it tells a very interesting and, and epic version of the book that, that, that we all have, have, have come to enjoy, or is there something else that makes this book so unique? Um, it's unique in the fact that, and this really surprised me when I started it, um, the manga actually starts about like halfway through the actual novel. They skip a good, that's why um, I would not recommend this as a replacement for Lost Stars. If you have not read Lost Stars, um, I would definitely read the novel first before picking this up. Like it is still a great manga series. You should still read it just after you've read the original because it does skip about halfway through. But what I do love about this series is again, you know, um, reading Lost Stars, like you can visualize all of these scenes and they're great, but actually seeing it like in someone's artwork is a completely different thing. Like when I uh, read the Lost Stars novel, so many times, like I, I just started crying because the scenes are just so like either heartbreaking or romantic and, you know, my heart just can't handle it. Um, so then I picked up the manga and I was like, okay, well, I know the story. This manga can't hurt me. I will not let it hurt me. And, <laughs> um, uh, I lost. So <laughs> just, uh, you know, actually seeing, um, Sienna and things like interactions, just like on an actual page, like, you know, and illustrated, um, mm -hmm. is a completely different experience, but I, I personally think that you should know the story first before getting into it to almost 
not necessarily counter that, but I did act. This is one of the few ones I did manage to track down and get and read before this, uh, uh, before we did this whole episode. And I actually, I had known the story ish. Like I read, you know, a few, some like maybe uh, like the first, like, couple sentences of the summary of the uh, lost stars but this is the first like time i read through the entire series was through the manga and i really enjoyed it i can definitely tell that there are some points where they're like maybe snipping some things for uh time but i really did enjoy reading it through i the first time through probably reading the book would give me a more complete story but the manga still does i feel like justice and does a really good story there um I just a couple of things I would want to point out is like I really love and this is more like overarching manga sort of things, but there's several times like when you're like, you know, reading through it where, where I'll just do like an entire splash page of like Vader walking by and like we all know Vader is intimidating, but sometimes it, when it's like when you see like the shocked reaction of the poor instance having to put up with Vader and like the power lines being drawn off him, there's some like really great artwork in here. Like, you know, there's there's times where like you know, when I was reading the first couple series, I'm like the art's okay in this one, but then like when it gets to the deeper emotions, like, you know, um, Oh, what's it? Uh, Starwind, like the uh, Imperial officer, like they sometimes they just draw his face in the most like evil and vile way. So I'm like, this is the worst human being in the in the whole uh, empire. Like I hate this dude. Really good artwork in this. <laughs> like it makes the emotions like just out there. So really, really good. Yeah. Uh, have Have you so have you read Caleb? Have you read any more of of these current titles? um not really no that's like uh, lost i think i mentioned some through some of the rebels and see some of the artwork in there but i haven't had a chance to like really read it all right yeah because these these all sound really interesting and, and, and heather you're doing a, an amazing job of selling me hopefully you're, you're you're selling our audience as well because uh i i've I haven't had a chance to dabble in these and i know that we've got we, we've got one additional publisher that is kind of Really taken a, a a step forward in in some unique ways uh, recently. So Heather, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you kind of explain what this uh, what this last uh, publisher ha- has been up to recently. Okay, so uh, Viz Media, uh, Guardian of the Wills. Like I I honestly wish I would have picked this book up before doing this show. I literally just found out it existed yesterday, but <laughs> I heard that the story is very well. Uh, is very good. Um, but yes, uh, Viz Media, basically any major title that you can think of uh, is most likely Viz Media, mostly like um, a lot of the Shonen titles. Shonen is kind of like, you know, the mainstream department. Uh, you have like Bleach, Naruto, One Piece, uh, some of the newer ones like Demon Slayer, One Punch Man. Um, they do like pretty much all of the really good popular titles. And like with Star Wars, um, you know, for one, Guardian of the Wills and uh, the, the Legends of Luke Skywalker, which I found it interesting that they didn't do the traditional manga format with the whole like, you know, reading backwards and everything. Um, I say I say backwards. It's only backwards to us. It's not backwards. to right, the Japanese. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, le- yeah, the Legend of Luke Skywalker is one of the ones that I have read and it is very great. Uh, and so I am very much looking forward to the High Republic series coming out because um, like I already really love what they're doing with the High Republic and like a Star Wars High Republic manga like that's all you have to say to me. Like, yes, please give me that. And I especially love how um, on the cover of that one, you have 
a uh, completely new character wielding these very like um, traditional, I don't know if you would call them like a uh, samurai sword hilts, but it's just- I, I, I can see what you mean by that though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like it, it, it's like a, a, a katana hilt or something like that, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's so unique to the Star Wars universe. And I just, I love how we're getting a lot of this like variety and I can't wait to see what is behind that cover because every single time I open up my Amazon orders, that cover is right there <laughs> along with my other pre-orders. And I'm just like, man, you know, I want to know what else is in there. If I could just get in there, you know? <laughs> exactly. Have you had a chance to read? Uh, they, they, they put the first several pages out on the free comic book day. Have you managed to get your hands on that yet? No, I did not. Is it good? Tell me, is it it's good? Like, it's good. <laughs> I, I, it's definitely it's a teaser. Like I, like I was reading through, I'm like, yeah, this is pretty good. And I flipped the page and like, wait, that it's, it's it. That, it's over already. Like, okay. It's not maybe even maybe a it's a good pl- thing. I haven't seen it. It's yet. not even like a great place to end. It's not like a cliffhanger. It's just like, like, you know, like, and we're out of pages. Come it's back like, later. And it's time to do guardians of the will. Cause it's a, it's a two part <laughs> preview. The first half is the edge of balance. And the last half is guardians of the will. So just like, Oh, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I'm really glad this one is coming out really soon because I feel like I've been waiting forever already and it's killing me. Well, it's because it's supposed to come out like at the beginning of June or something like that. It's been delayed like three months. So, because it, yeah, it was supposed to be before wave two and it got pushed quite a bit. So, we've been waiting well, for a while. Hopefully, that just means they're fine tuning it and making it the best that it can be. Uh, that's I'm always sure. what i think when things are postponed so here's hoping yeah or it can be and like a, th- a thrawn situation where the delay makes it so the gap between the first one and the second one is much shorter that's what happened with like i, I, I like where your head's at yeah well I, I think this one this edge of balance is actually really interesting because this is the first time since the tokyo pop that we're getting a an, an original um an, an, an original story uh, as opposed to adaptations. And, and Caleb, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you, do you think, what are your thoughts on the fact that a majority of what we've gotten as star Wars manga has been some form of, of, of adaptation, whether it be the movie, whether it be a novel, it, do you find that odd? Do you find that just, you know, it, it's, it's a strategic choice because these I, are the things that are popular. Like what, what are your thoughts on that? Like, to be a little like cynical and critical here, I think what like LucasArts and now Disney at the t- right now is doing is they're trying to keep uh, production very close in house and they're trying to like be very limited in who they're letting write into worlds. And, you know, in case you don't know, Japanese people speak Japanese. There's a literal language barrier about bringing in mangaka and like artists and people halfway across the world to try to translate the story and the themes that you're trying to do. So you have to have a lot of like control here. So that's why a lot of people are, I think they're giving these, um, they're kind of getting their toes wet. They're, you know, putting these um, things out here so that they can have a, a little bit more control, you know, you know, get some fun looking art out there but they don't have to um like risk for like a better term having like uh something else like be lost in translation and not sure how they're going to work something into canon we're we have an entire section about this later i think 
vision star wars visions the anime that they're going to put out at the Mm -hmm. end of this month is going to be amazing all of that's non-canon so i feel like they have a lot more like that's by being able to put that label not canon on things they are way easier to write things off so that's kind of why i think that they haven't been doing a lot with like manga in the uh in like the ultra creator thing is they they're trying to be a little more controlling and not have a giant massive legends you know outpouring of um of just unrelated works here i will say a counterpoint to that um this thing exists and um probably probably 90 percent of you guys don't know what this is but for my like my my hyper nerds my hyper canon nerds this is called vow of the silver dawn it is a chinese e-novel again so obviously not japanese not manga um but it is from your point of keeping things close to the vest this is a chinese e-novel that will likely never be published in uh the u.s would you like to know how many chapters there are in this book over 80 yes that that is correct asking this question it's because it's a stupid amount of so i'm gonna go with 107 well as of today it was 290 he publishes one a day (laughs) oh my goodness i'm sorry what He, he publishes one a day also this is a higher public story uh fyi so Holy cow. They they care, except for in this case, yeah. Okay, so what are we doing an episode on this? Um, Like five years from now when this dude decides to stop writing (laughs) chapters and when uh, people like catch up with like a proper translation because there are people that have been doing it on Reddit, but it it turns out at like a chapter a week maybe. I mean, it's a difficult job, you know, Mm -hmm. translating and uh, localizing uh and um th- and it's yeah. not like you're getting paid for it so no uh and yeah there's one chapter a day that gets written so um yeah probably five years That's from now maybe. i don't know <laughs> so so jacob i believe you're kind of on the novice side with me when it that comes is to absolutely manga, correct right? yes so what if there was a particular novel we'll we'll we'll, we'll entertain jared in the chat here and then i'll even allow you to include include legends if there was a particular novel that you'd like to see adapted into manga what would be your first choice? Ooh, that's very tough. I think there. Are, I mean, I was yeah, just like glancing back at my bookshelf to see if I could find something very quickly. Um, I think. I mean, the Alphabet Squadron. I think off the top of my head would be a great thing because mm-hmm. you have a lot of action. That's a good choice. But I think I might go with Resistance Reborn. There, there's a there's enough mix of action and and and, and like drama. And you have so many fun characters that, that make an appearance in that book um, that I, in a variety of sceneries and settings, I think it could be make for an interesting like visual adaptation through manga. I can see that. It's yeah. also just an wow. incredibly good book. Yeah, that's 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 still on my to be read uh, table. So I, I'm gonna have to take your word for it uh, as far as how good the book is. Um, Heather, I'm gonna come and and to the since you're on the exact opposite side of the spectrum and you have consumed just about all of it. Uh, for those of us like Jared and myself and like our some 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 of our viewers and listeners who might not have have done that much manga reading, what would you recommend as your first entry? Like, well, like if I'm going to my local comic book store tomorrow and they have every single manga out there. What's the one book that you're telling me to pick up um, and why? We're just talking about Star Wars or manga yes, in general? Star- no, okay, no, Star we're, 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 we're limited <laughs> to Star Wars. <laughs> okay, good. Because like that, that's, that's a whole thing. Um, <laughs> I would actually say um, 
Rebels. Rebels is a really good one because like, I feel like it's a good one to ease into because we're already like familiar with the story. So this would be a good way to just like um, get a hold on like the style while also like seeing a story that you already like from a different perspective. Interesting. We've got a couple of, we've also got a couple of good uh, comments here in the chat. Uh, Okay. Undar says a Thrawn manga would be great. That, you know, that's actually kind of where I, where my head was going. Um, I'd love to see, Thrawn in all of his calm and collectedness be turned into some epic manga character. I Dude. think that would be a really unique adaptation. Um, Dude, a constant, uh, you know, pushing up the glasses and, you know, having that <laughs> angle there. I, I think that would be good. They did make a Thrawn comic book of the very first uh, series and as okay, but not to like step on your toes, okay, Endar, but I feel like the problem is Thrawn's a very like cerebral sort of thing. So like if you were to do a Thrawn co- yeah. manga, like half of it, the screen would just be word bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Uh, Jared in the chat also, uh, he's kind of put calling J- Jacob out here because uh, Jared says if they did a manga adaptation of Alphabet Squadron, Jacob would never finish it. <laughs> Yeah, I've been reading the first novel of Alpha. I, I was, I tried to, you know, when when Victory's Price came out in March, I'm like, I'm gonna finish. The, I'm started the trilogy. I'll finish it before it comes out. I've been reading Alpha Squadron, reading Alpha <laughs> Squadron in quotes uh, since like January. Um, I'm like 150 pages in, so uh, it's gonna be a while. I still, I, I still have like 300 pages of. Uh, this is a, the farthest I've ever been behind on uh, High Republic stuff. I still have like 300 pages of Out of the Shadows to read before I get to Tempest Runner. So. It's been, it's been a lot. Yes. And and be nasty also in the chat says that Ahsoka would be so good mm. in manga form. I do think I, I would of those three suggestions, like I said, okay, Yandar, your was my first thought. It was going to Thrawn because I love Thrawn, but I, I think I'm gonna have to go with be nasty here. And I think if there's if there's a character that I'd love to see in manga, I think it would be Ahsoka. I think that would be a really good fit for that character. Absolutely, yeah. That I think honestly that makes most sense also judging on what they've done before for a lot of the ya novels so i think i would not be surprised if ahsoka's announced you know once they finish up one of the uh like the uh, princess leia one i would love to see the i mean i know it's not in the book but i would love to see the ahsoka scenes from season two in the village where it was like yes. you know the, the scenery was so like heavily eastern inspired like with like the like uh like little like garden behind the city I would love to see something like that in a manga version. Oh, absolutely. And 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 the 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 two layers of, you know, the people on the on the rooftops, like that's that's I I see that those sorts of scenes all the time in in in, in the anime that I've watched. So yeah, I think that seeing that would be really really cool. Mm-hmm. Um Caleb Real now, quick, now- um, uh, sorry, I, I saw someone in the chat mention give me Lords of the Sith and I had to uh look back just now just to make sure I had the um the book correct but another thing about the rebels volume one at the very end there's actually a segment from the beginning of lords of the sith and i actually found that very interesting because like i wasn't really expecting that and that's this is like the only place i know of right now where you can get a any part of lords of the sith in manga form oh is it like a a tie with cham or something like that is that what or I'm not sure what their reason is. It could be because of Cham, but it's basically just like the the opening sequence with um, Vader infiltrating their ship oh. in a really cool fashion. 
Cool. So, um, yes, definitely. Like, I, I've I've sold myself, and I already have it. If you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna start Star Wars manga, just start with this one, and be sure to use our utini.com affiliate link. Yes. <laughs> All right, Caleb. You mentioned at the top of the show that there's that that manga has a different, very unique style uh, of art that uh, that that is somewhat similar, but in equal parts unique to to comics. Uh, why don't you get, tell us a little bit more about some of the, the, the different art styles that, that, that are common in manga? Exactly. Like, you know, there's, you know, we can, you know, tell a lot of difference between like an Arantino and a Noto and, you know, various artists, we can tell like differences between them nowadays, but like the difference between like a comic and a manga are really, really pronounced. And, you know, the good, one of the good things that Lucas and Disney has definitely done is they've always uh, contracted out to to you know to the japanese they are we're not you know paying westerners to try to do manga style art they're getting you know they're going to tokyo they're going to to japan and actually getting you know, uh straight from the uh, source as it were um manga is nearly always in black and white uh and that's can because they have a high turnaround you know as i said like inking and coloring over here is can't split between two different people yeah you know, while in mangas like some of the like bigger things are published like almost weekly like you know like dragon ball and like one piece they come out like you know three or four times a week when the when they're in the height of their like career so there's not really any time for them to be doing a lot of you know hyper detailed backgrounds not any time to even think about doing color so you know i think we were several episodes ago it's we mentioned that sometimes like it's almost you would think it'd be trickier to do things in black and white just because you have to have such big contrast between like what is and is not mm -hmm. on screen, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, that's something that Heather's also explained. It said manga is often very much more, um, extreme can they're very they're extra they're very expressive like you know one of the things that you'll read if you talk about like animation and motion is like stretch and shrink is like you know um when you need to um express like movement you can see like limbs like slightly stretch and you're likely to see that a lot more in manga of like facial expressions contort and like widen out and like i said there's several uh ones in the lost stars where i read reference before like it like shows like anger and you could tell like they like hyper except uh express like the eyes like you can see like the gritting of the teeth like the about to pop out of their molars like just like extreme emotions are very easy for mangaka for manga artists to really uh express so and they're also often more likely to use um like whole splash pages here, let me get an example here when we were out at Free Comic Book Day, my wife picked up a little manga of uh, Case Clothes. Here's the thing. They, manga is way smaller page-wise. Like, oh, as definitely. you can see. Like, so yeah. they have less, like, per page, they'll have less panels. So it's more likely that, you know, in a, you know, over here we'll get, like, you know, seven or eight. Over, like, in Case Clothes, like, they'll, you'll be lucky to get four, you know, fit into those four pages. So they're a lot more economical and a lot more uh choice driven with what they're um doing per page so while they both might be 20 pages long you know you will get a little bit more story over uh when you get like a dc or marvel comic yeah i do know while i haven't had too much experience with manga i do have some experience or some you know i've watched a, a good number of anime shows and 
Um, one of the things that, that I do notice, and, and it was mentioned in the chat, uh, for Guardians of the Wills, a lot of the pages were very in your face, sort of say that that there's that the, the faces are, are full of expression and the faces kind of fill the page. And and that is something that is just that it is very common in Japanese culture, um, at least in the animes of to have these over expressive facial fe- uh, features that kind of, you know, that's what they use to tell a story. And, and mm-hmm. when you don't have the colors that 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 we as as Western comic uh, re- readers have. Um, you need to use those expressions and you need to, to, that's, that's their way of being able to tell, uh, you know, what sort of, to help tell the story that, that we, you know, we take advantage, take advantage of because we have the colors, we have the backgrounds, we can see, you know, you can't have a starfighter battle, uh, tell the same story in a manga as you can in a Western comic, because having that black blackness of space, just, yeah. Uh, whatchamacallit, Jacob is working on, uh, pulling up a, or he oh, had a picture of the the, yeah, like a uh, like, uh, cover. You you can't see that in, in in manga because it's yellows and oranges and reds, and that's just not something that happens in in in, in manga art. Exactly. So you know the differences are pretty extreme. I said they're both you know follow the same sort of things. If you're ever worried about like seeing like oh well I have to read this right to left like. Once you kind of warp your head around, okay, I'm going, you know, the opposite way, you're still going top down, like the panels still flow the same way. So, you know, you know, action and like what, you know, it's kind of weird, like when you have to switch between them, but once you can make that, you know, recognition, if I have to read the opposite way, it's really, really easy to get back into it. So uh, it's not like you're having to learn a new language. It's more like you're trying to, you'll just have to learn how to drive on the opposite side of the road. And if you do pick up Edge of the Balance, that is a traditional, like, Western left to right, as far as we can mm-hmm. tell. Like, the, that was how the preview was set up. So, I guess more exactly. in the vein of Legend of Luke Skywalker, a little bit little bit of training wheels there that you're not having to deal with the other direction. But again, it's, it's just like reading comics. Like, if you've never read comics, it'll take you all of, like, right. 10 seconds to figure out how to read a comic, and then you're good. So, exactly. Um, so in addition to to these mangas, you know, we we, we are seeing a an even greater Eastern influence uh, coming out in the in, in the Star Wars universe and the Star Wars and, and, and the the programs that we have. And that includes Star Wars Visions, Caleb. So, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I got excited. Yeah, no, like. So before before Caleb gets into what exactly Visions is, Heather, you, that sounded like you are extremely excited about this. Tell us yes! why you were okay. you were so excited <laughs> about this. Oh my gosh, it is literally my two worlds colliding. Never in my life did I ever think I was going to be getting a Star Wars anime. And like, it kind of took a few years, but my dream has finally come true. <laughs> and not only that, but they are executing it so well by bringing together like a a very various oh gosh i can't even like, talk I, there's so yeah, much going on in my I've brain listed, like <laughs> i've i've gone through i've like we've we have like a little i've found a title for each one in like each production company as we're going to go through them they're not like you know not to you know crap on what happened 20 years ago but like when they got the manga artists for like the very first like dark horse publications they got some they got some people who haven't gone on to do other things they that's not the case here for a 
Star Wars Visions, they have gotten like mm-hmm. the cream de la cream. They've gotten some of the best possible studios to do this. So yeah. they're um the, the term is, I think, as the kids like to say, they're flexing hard. Big flex. And, yeah. The the list. And I includes... remember Jacob. Oh, sorry. Uh, go well, ahead. before you get into that, I was gonna say, I know I remember Jacob had made you had made a comment in in our internal in our in our Cosmic Force Slack channel that and I think you even you might have even put it in in the Discord that this is a Star Wars themed yeah. uh, um, manga or manga show and anime. Thank you. This is a Star Wars themed anime, not an anime themed Star Wars show. So, it, it kind of explain kind of for 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 those who might not understand exactly what what the difference is. Kind of kind of explain what 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 you meant by that. Yeah. So I mean, it's like I, I'm by no means an expert to talk on this point, but like from what it, it the you know the trailer, it really seemed that it was, and, and we know this. It's, it was Eastern Japanese storytellers taking mm-hmm. the world of Star Wars and showing it how they how they interpret it and giving like their own spins on it. So it wasn't Lucasfilm going like. I want you to tell this Boba Fett story. This is how this Boba Fett story is going to go. Please like animate it for us. It was like really an insp- like, you know, like how we talked about earlier, you know, George Lucas had a huge influence um, from, I almost said Miyazaki from Kurosawa uh, mm-hmm. when making his film. It's, it's like, you know, you're having that, that reverse that going in the, in the opposite direction where, yeah, all these artists and these animators and these storytellers are really, it's just it's it just seems like you know any anime coming out of of Japan, but just in that Star Wars framework. And I, I would much rather have that than the opposite, where it's Disney just pushing the onus on them and having them build make what they want. You know, Disney writing a story and having you know the production company having to build the rails, as it were. Yeah, yeah. I think it almost it, it it to me it screams confidence. It's it it, it says mm. we we have faith in are in the content and star wars content we have faith in you the these these developers and these creators to say we are going to allow you to tell your own story and we have faith in you and in everything else that 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 is going on that you're going to do it right you're going to respect it and that's there's i believe was it disney plus somebody put out kind of like a like a very short little uh, featurette like a two and a half minute, three and a half minute featurette that that featured some of Caleb's gonna gonna list through mm-hmm. some of the creators for this, and and they really talk about how they grew up with Star Wars and they respect the the medium and they respect the stories and they are telling their own stories in this universe. And if, if you haven't, like I said, I don't, I, I believe it's Disney plus. It was like, it's like a three minute. I really I think it's on YouTube. It's like, this, but what they put out before even the trailer, it's like the yes. a teaser trailer. It was like, I remember hearing like yes. one of the announcements. I, I, I have no idea who the name of the person was, but it was like one, a very big prolific, like Japanese anime director, like they're like, last project they were retiring after visions like the last thing they were yep. ever going to do was visions which is wild like uh just like you know imagine like you know steven well not steven spielberg he's a little bit too close to george lucas i don't know like um uh scorsese going out on a mm. like star wars movie like that'd be like insane just but yeah no like a high high profile renowned anime director going out on a star wars anime yeah, that's incredible. All right, Caleb, we've why don't you go ahead and, and kind of run down what we know about Vision so far. Exactly. Uh, there's going to be nine episodes. Now, 
they are all going to release uh, on the 22nd, I believe, which is kind of disappointing because that's a Wednesday and that's when we do our show. So we'll still have a show for you that Wednesday. I'm not going to abandon you to watch anime all day long. I swear I'm going you to abandon right you guys. I'm that sorry. That is fine. Yeah. There's plenty of time earlier in the day to watch it and then I'll, come join us eight I'll Wednesday nights at eight o'clock. What if I I'll just, just want to rewatch sick. it multiple times? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, take a break he, from eight to nine. Yeah, and, Heather's to she, yeah, she has okay, to watch okay, the fine, she has fine, to watch fine. the sub show. I guess or no, she has to watch the dub after she watched the, the sub version to get the full <laughs> that, experience. That is a question I'll, we will be asking later. So very the very first one uh, that they have listed is the duel. That's by um, the production director by Kamikaze uh, Doga. Uh, not a lot that this guy has seen yet, uh, but he did do a lot of the the three art for the first couple intros for the JoJo's Bizarre Adventures openings. So like that's some pretty high level stuff. And it's the basis for what the, uh, the Ronin novel, when is that novel coming out? Yes, that is, I actually just pulled that up. That is coming out October 12th. Exactly. uh, Star Wars visions, Ronin, a visions novel is coming out uh, by Emma. Mieko Kandon is coming out uh, in hardcover on October 12th. And yes, for those of you not versed in weeb speak, uh, wow, that sounds, Ronin essentially means is a samurai without a master, essentially a wandering swordsman. So this is going to be really cool. It has a R2-D2 droid with missiles and a straw hat. Hat droid. Hat droid. Hat droid's going to be, he's going to move some merch. That's what I'm going to tell you. (laughs) It's going to be great. That sounds like the Star Wars version of One Piece. He's 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 gonna move some merch. Uh, he's already moved some merch because there are there are shirts available that uh, that some of the the Utini staff has already purchased. Me being one of them. So okay, yeah. go, uh, but I digress. So let you get it's, back. <laughs> it's gonna be good. I think the next one uh, next one listed was Lope and Ocho. That's by Gino Studio. Um, they're most famous. I'm really excited because they uh, adapted Golden Kamui, which is one of my favorite currently airing uh, mangas. It's amazing. Uh, I think this is the one that's going to have the the Rabbit Girl. That's like the the same species as uh, Jackson. So oh, like, that one looks cute. Like we're going to get I mean, some. She's not green. I don't know if she's well, a leppy. Like, I, th- I think I read somewhere that she's like like the same species as Jackson. So, know. like you know, rabbits come in different colors, like green, like green, like green. <laughs> no. Surely you've seen a green rabbit other than Jacks. <laughs> you know, did you see the peeps come Easter? That peeps oh, are that, not. That's rat. right. If well, you, I'll guess. count it. So you got yellow, and you got pink, and you got blue. Exactly. So no, it's it's gonna be that that one looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun, very cute. Um, next up was the uh, Tatooine Rhapsody by Studio Colorado, uh, famous for a couple. They've done a lot of like really high profile movies recently, like Penguin Highway. Uh, that's on. Uh, I actually think you can see that on Netflix. I think, or is that Amazon? Anyway, like it's they have some really like deep sort of art here. It looks like it's going to be uh, I think that one's going to be like a musical show on Tatooine. Um, oh yeah, next were, up, like, it was there was like a one of the things in the trailer was like someone like whipping out a guitar at like the um, uh, oh shoot the uh, pod racer track. Exactly. Yeah, on a the boot to Eve classic. Yeah. classic. Yeah. So, you know, a musical. Sure. Let's absolutely go with that. Next up is uh, kind of a two for its 
the twins and then the elder both of these are by trigger studio trigger yes this is probably i said i was about to say this is probably the most famous and well-known of the studios well known for how did i put this high octane action uh like gurren lagan kill a kill little witch academia like you're going to see some wild stuff you're going to see big robots lots of transformations like super speed it's insane for those listening, and I've touched on this on my episode of Cafes with Andrew, because, you know, I can't stop talking about this show. Um, <laughs> anyone listening to this right now who has never seen anime, but just just wants a taste of what's to come, watch Promari. It's just a it's just a single movie. You don't have to commit to like a whole like season or anything. It's just a one off movie. And you will see just what Trigger Studios can do. And you will not be disappointed. This movie, like, I mean, you there's still a story. You can still tell what's going on. And it has amazing characters. But altogether, it's like just one big fever dream. You kind of just have to sit back and let it happen. You like, know, it's just, it's a it's a ride. Like, they're, they have very bright pastel colors. Like, you know, it, it, this one's going to be, uh, these are two ones to definitely watch like this is exciting the twins uh, is the one i'm most looking forward to and th- that one seems to be like the poster child of all the trailers that are coming out like the the twins is the one that keeps popping up when they advertise the show exactly um move moving on the next one listed was the village bride not a lot is known about this one this one's by a cinema a citrus made who made made an abyss and a didn't flow terribly well um they've done a couple of you know relatively high profile ones haven't really seen much of what they've done because again i'm a retired weeaboo i'm tired i don't watch everything that comes out anymore why are you so tired <laughs> because uh, no i'm a reti- retired retired i retired because i was again. tired yes <laughs> uh, <laughs> come back to the light caleb embrace <laughs> <Exactly>. the weeb <laughs> There's I am a lot worried. of good stuff you're the, missing. Visions uh, is worried. just Visions is straight up gonna be a gateway drug to anime for a lot of people. That's yeah. That's oh yeah. That, I, I I think think you're right. When oh yeah. You guys like, are ready. Come to me for recommendations. Yeah, like you know, Heather and I, you know, who she will definitely get you pointed down the right path. I'll get you pointed down the wrong path. Uh, oh goodness. <laughs> like the next up is Arakiri and Toby One, uh, both by Science. Uh, Saru, uh, right behind Trigger, they're probably the most, uh, they have a massive amount of clout, maybe not the most, uh, like when you hear the name you don't think about, but um, Asaka Yurasa is probably the most arguably uh, famous current director of anime right now. Uh, he's the brain power behind uh, Devilman Crybaby, you know, just the same studio that did uh, Space Dandy. Like, there's going oh, to be Space a Space Dandy is so good. It really is. So, like, this is another big one to be watching. And then the last one, you know, one, you know, OK, Indar's been, you know, screaming about them in the chat. Uh, the Ninth Jedi is by Project Production IG. And that's the same one who did Haikyuu, Psychopast, and Ghost in the Shell, the standalone complex, the series. This is uh this is kind of like a maybe a little sleeper one, but the fans of Production IG are like rabid. They're gonna be like, this is gonna be a really good one. I think they actually said that the ninth Jedi is gonna be like a what their version is is after the uh, rise of Skywalker, after the episode nine. So we get to see like what how some people think what happens after the whole the third trilogy is so this one should be really really exciting here i mean that that'll join 
the Lego Holiday Special as the only other piece of canon media that takes place after the ninth movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> r- rarefied air. N- non-canon all. None of these, like, officially published, yes, but none of these are technically canon. Well, I'm going to reserve judgment on that. We'll see. We'll see. I, like, if we like it enough... There's some stuff that's obviously absolutely not going to fit with the universe, but I they've been very like purposely vague, so you never know. Maybe it's a a, a little bit of like a myths and fables. <laughs> some stuff fits, some stuff's a little bit more far fetched. If you want it to be canon, it can be canon to you. There you in my, go. In my I heart, like it is canon. <laughs> Don't you mean there head you head canon? <laughs> in my wallet right. it is canon mm-hmm. the last the last question of the night is 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 arguably the most important when it comes to these are you now for for, for those of you who don't know uh caleb you had mentioned um dubbed versus subbed so mm. so why don't you give give our listeners a little bit of explanation as to what that is and then we'll all gonna go we're all gonna go around and kind of uh give our our thoughts on which which version we're gonna watch or both of course dubbed and sub is the uh, 21st equivalent of charcoal versus gas. It is a huge debate that a lot of people get really passionate about. And, you know, to a mild degree, I can see it. Uh, essentially means this, do you do you rather listen to your anime in the original Japanese audio language, you know, where they, uh, they don't have to worry so much about lip dubbing, where you the people are speaking like the purest script possible, or do you listen to it in the uh, dub version where, you know, afterwards they, to bring it over to America, they cut the audio and recast it with uh, American or English actors speaking English where they had to read chop up maybe some of the dialogue to fit the lip flaps. So which one very is notable, uh, very, no- a very notable uh, cast as well. For this. Oh, there's like a huge like cast list on both sides, but like they have like Neil Patrick Harris, I think is in there. Um, I know Mark uh, Thompson, uh, Mark Thompson, of extraordinaire, of- um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Neil Patrick Harris, Alison Brie, David, um there's there's a couple of yeah there's a there's a good number of them yeah it's it's going to be uh it's going to be insane a lot of people in chat are already saying they're they're doing both i think for my first time through i think i'm going to do the i don't know i think i might do the subs uh i do in my normal watching this is maybe a bit of sacrilegious here i do like listening to dubs because i can i feel like i can pay more attention to like the animation and what's going on on the screen i definitely feel like i'll be um swapping back and forth uh between these like maybe i'll do one episode dubbed and then one episode sub and kind of swap back and forth that's that's honestly i think that's how i'm going to do it is i'm going to like you know pick one and then swap in between it when i'm watching the series Heather, what about you? Which way? You, which way are you going to go first? Okay, I'm getting on my soapbox. You guys ready? Like Caleb said, it's uh, it's a controversy, right? It really is. Um, so there are pros and cons to both. So subbed, I mean, you're kind of uh, listening to the show as the um, original artist, like truly intended, right? And of course, it being Japanese, it feels a lot more authentic. Um, So I personally prefer subbed. um, But of course, you know, there is nothing wrong with watching it dubbed because like it's mostly an accessibility thing, I think, because a lot of people I know who listen to dub, their reason is that um, they're not as fast of a reader. So they would rather just um, listen. 
or mm-hmm. uh, because they have to read, um, they feel like they can't do other things in their daily lives. Like maybe they want to watch a show while they're eating and cooking or doing Fully chores, laundry. getting ready for work. Sure. Exactly. And it's kind of difficult to do that when you have to focus on reading. So I get that there's pros and cons to either. Um, my my main reason for uh, listening to it subbed other than it feels really authentic is uh, a lot of the case with dubbed um, whoever is in control of like hiring the English voice actors, they typically pull from the same group of people. So um, oftentimes you will hear the exact same voices in like most of the shows that you watch, regardless of what the show is or who the character is, you happen to you happen to hear the exact same voice in these characters. And so it's kind of hard to find that individuality in these characters because they all kind of just sound the same. Um, so that, that's really my reasoning. But really, like when it comes down to it, whether it's subbed or dubbed, if you're watching anime, that's really all I can ask. There you go. Uh, I uh, will tap... Tick tap. Excuse me. I usually watch my the anime um, subbed uh, because I am a quick reader and and just like just like you had mentioned, Heather, uh, I, I kind of that's the way that it's that that's in, in its purest form. So that's that's kind of the way that I that I am going to that I, that I typically tr- tend to watch it. But I think for this one, I think I'm going to do both. I think I'm going to start with the subbed uh, and really kind of consume it in that way the way that that arguably was meant to be but hearing the you're seeing the list of 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 a-list actors that that they have as as uh as the 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 dubbed actors voice actors i think it will be differently but equally entertaining to as uh, as a sub so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go i'm gonna go uh, subbed first, but then I'm probably gonna gonna follow it up with with, with the dub first. Jacob, I'll probably end up doing the same thing just because I am curious to know what the dubs sound like because it might be sure. different than what I'm used to in usual dubbed anime. Yeah, Jacob, what about you? Yeah, I think I'm I'm gonna uh, echo the same point. Uh, yeah, so I think I'll go sub first and then dub. Yeah, like Heather said, I'm very interested in the cast because it's it's a diverse cast. It's it doesn't seem like it's gonna be that you're gonna have that repeat problem of same voice actors uh, that you were saying earlier. But um, at least for me personally, I've had uh, trouble paying attention through uh, Disney Plus shows uh, recently. Like towards the end of Bad Batch, I was like kind of like not fully engaged the whole time. It was a good show. Like, I was enjoying it, but I was like, you know, looking at my phone or whatever. And if I watch subs first, I mean, obviously I get the authentic experience, but then also forces me to look at the screen. And I'm like, <laughs> and so like, I'm like, I have to pay attention. I'm like, literally have going to have zero idea what's going on. So I'll probably do that, and then yeah, I'll check out the dub because you know get the get the second rewatch. Maybe not have to be engaged as much, but still re-experience the story. Um, and yeah, hear what that's like. So I think yeah, sub first, then dub, and then well, we'll go from there. I mean, in some cases, uh, dubbed actually uh, gets special treatment to where, it, at least in my opinion, it becomes the better option. Like for example, with Space Dandy. Um, Mm. Space Dandy, I actually really prefer dubbed. Um, I have tried the English and it actually like just doesn't feel right to me. Or like, um, have you guys heard the Japanese version of like Goku from Dragon Ball? It's Mm -hmm. very, very different than (laughs) the um, English version. So like in some cases, I mean, dubbed, you know, it might actually be better for you. Fun fact, just minor brief aside. Space Dandy was actually just when they were developing, they actually did it. 
so they could release it at the same time in both English and Japanese. So it wasn't something like Japanese and then translate to English. They're doing it uh, at the same time. So that's, I think, why the dub was such a really good uh, choice on that one. That's a good point. Yeah. The, so, the, the and nice I'm thing... assuming that's something they're doing here. So I think they definitely, like, they definitely knew that this was going to be in English at some point. So I wouldn't be surprised if it made special consideration for that. Right. The nice thing is you're not going to have like to deal with like, there's a, often a lot of like localization hurdles with going from, from uh, sub to dub, mm. like the famous like Pokemon anime where the team rockets eating a <laughs> jelly filled donut, but it's like a, a, a like a rice ball. <laughs> so yeah, it's yep, just like, happens. it's like, you know, there's no like, Oh, this is a, a com leak. And suddenly it's a lightsaber. And when it's in English, like we're probably not going to have to deal with that thing. So at least like the story is going to be pretty one-to-one. Exactly. I don't think they'll have to, uh, to uh, you know, four kids out the violence. <laughs> well, however we are, you are consuming it. Uh, we just hope that you, uh, you do, because uh, this is a, a very, this is a new medium uh, for Star Wars to, to, to venture into. And uh, the four of us here are excited for it. Uh, and hopefully you are as well. So before we go, I do want to give a, a special thank you to Heather for joining us tonight um, and give you an opportunity to plug your the other show that you are on, Cafaves. So for, for those who might not know what Cafaves is, kind of give a, a little, little plug for that show. So Cafaves is a show where we pick a topic, whether it be like a favorite um, book, favorite character. I mean, usually the topics are a little more specific than that. I'm just throwing them out there. Um, and then we will pick our top three whatevers from that uh, category or that topic. And we'll just, you know, start from number three, take turns and work our way up. And um, because it's cafes, we always bring a, a drink along on the show, kind of like what we did with this one here. Um, we can, you could bring like coffee, tea, uh, even water. Meg has done that a couple of times. She would just bring water to the show. <laughs> but um, homie. Yeah, exactly. I mean, st stay hydrated, peeps. Um, so <laughs> just like uh, the, the whole ordeal is you grab a drink with us and then you, um, you know, listen to our favorite things. And it usually goes off the rails because uh, we're either too caffeinated or um, too buzzed and we just go off on tangents and act crazy. But it's a, it's a super, super casual show to just have on, you know, with whatever you're doing, driving, whatever. And when does that, uh, when, when, when does cafe, when's the last, when was the last episode of cafes? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> last Friday, when was yeah, last say, Friday? I, I feel it was like August it was something. Okay. <laughs> it's a, Back it's a, that it, it is a, it is a Patreon show, but we do have the, the th it is a three month delay. So if you're not a member of our Patreon, you can get the episodes three months after they come out. But the nice thing is like cafes isn't like, it's not a timely thing. It's not like a, we're talking about you know the uh, uh, out of the shadows today. It's we're talking about Star Wars stuff, so it's it's evergreen. You don't have to worry about it being right right away. So check yeah, it out. Um, sometimes it can be pretty improvised. Like sometimes we'll come up with our topic just like an hour before the show, and we'll just wing it. <laughs> Those are always the fun shows when when you don't have anything prepared and you just get to talk and you just get to hang out. So all right, well thank you very much, Heather, for joining us. And one more reminder. Next week is our High Republic roundtable for the first trade paperback. There is no fear. Uh, we're, we're all extremely excited to talk about this. Uh, I know most of you that are in the Star Wars comics uh, 
Discord channel uh, have been reading this ep- uh, issue to issue. So we really encourage you all to join us next week, uh, Wednesday night at eight o'clock, so we can talk about this uh, because we're we're really excited to talk about it. But until then, that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Cosmic Force. Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts or right here on YouTube where we are live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Be sure to also visit UT.com for reviews, articles, and news for the entire Expanded Universe. Uh, And go ahead and and join us in Discord, in our Discord community, by going to UT.com slash Discord. Talk about your favorite uh, uh, anime or your favorite manga title or your favorite Star Wars book, whatever it is. You can join us at UT.com slash Discord. Or you can even help support the show by heading to patreon.com slash utini and start receiving exclusive perks like the the, the most recent episodes of Cap Faves starting at just $5 a month. A special thank you to OKNDAR, Cheryl Bell, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, as well as Carl Hickman, Elizabeth Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Freddie C., and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command for their amazing support. You can tweet at the show... Uh, at Cosmic Force Show on Twitter or the host individually. I'm at Ty Rags. Emma is at Irma Jedi 26. Caleb is at Caleb Laminek. Jacob is at Jacob Bosch. And Heather is at Heather hey hey G. Uh, I, apologize for, I apologize for butchering that. It was in the notes. And I and also follow me on TikTok at Heather 1027. I'm going to be doing uh, Star Wars bin unboxing things because I have like 13 bins and I don't even know what's in them. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out together. Go. So find Heather wherever you can in our Discord, on TikTok, on Twitter, or whatever other social media platforms you use. Uh, Thanks again to Heather, Caleb, and Jacob for hosting with me tonight. A special thank you to our listeners in the chat with us tonight or wherever and whenever you are listening to us in the future. Thank you very much, and we appreciate you. Until next week, may the Force be with you. 